I think we just too have like so much history together that it's kind of hard to just be like, meh. Yeah. You know? Like it would feel like a loss. Right. And it would feel like that it like didn't mean anything in a way. When like in the time it meant everything. Yeah. Hello, my name is Anthony Esser. And my name is Miles Woodfield, and welcome to our podcast, Better With You. Here, we bring together people from all walks of life to dive deep into unique stories of how friendships can shape and guide us for the better. A good friend is family that you find along the way. I actually didn't like him when I first met him. <laughs> anyway. It's beautiful to have friends. So you're pretty much the greatest friend I've ever had. Aww. So, do you keep in touch with any friends from high school still? I do. My friend Nick, who we had on the show a few weeks ago, was a very close friend in high school. We um, had spent a lot of time together um, to the point that he actually had sort of a room in our house that he could use whatever he wanted to. Um, he had a key to our house every time, so I'd come home from school and he'd be chilling on the couch watching TV. Um, Pretty, pretty, pretty part of the family. Uh, it's interesting. I talked to him a few days ago because we we're planning on this. Um, we're planning this uh, camping trip this summer, and uh, every almost every year since our junior year of high school, we've gone on this camping trip, and um, it's just him and I. We go to a place and we fish uh, for catfish, and we you know cook in the fire and set up a tent and. Very rugged, manly things with two people who are not very rugged or not very manly trying to do them. And, um, <laughs> yeah, sometimes it ends really badly. Like the first year, uh, it rained. Um, and the first night we were there, first night, first trip, we had tried so hard to prepare. We were like 17 years old. We were young and stupid. And we had all these ideas of things we were going to do. Torrential, like, tornado warning weather in a tent on a lake, 17 years old. And uh, we tried to wrap the thing with uh, the tent. The uh, tried to wrap the tent with these um, tarps that we had, and they worked to keep the rain out of the uh, sides of the tent. But they didn't prevent the rain from collecting around the bottom of the tent or the top of the tent because you know gravity. The rain would come down, and it kind of created a pool. So by the time we woke up in the morning, I had a tent roof um, about six inches from my face, um, sleeping on, on, on my cot, uh, full of water. And, you know, you push it with your hand cause you're scared. That's going to break. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and it just went, whoosh, and just like went all down the sides of the, of the tent. And, um, the night before I put my shoes out in front of the, uh, I put my shoes out in front of the tent and a kind of a deluge came and washed my shoes. The only shoes I brought, uh, washed them into the lake. So I was without <laughs> shoes for, Couple of couple of days, yeah. Um, That's awesome. It, it's gotten better since then. Um, the last time nice. we went, the, the last time we went, it was uh, it was June, and the we had a tent again, and it got down to forty at night, um, and I didn't bring a sleeping bag because <laughs> again, I'm not rugged or I'm not manly, and I just didn't know what I was doing, so I'll be fine. Um, yeah. He, he he's an Eagle Scout, so he should tell me these things. What he doesn't, I just <laughs> show up and, and struggle it through, through the whole week. You know, you didn't bring a sleeping bag to go camping. 
Uh, not, I didn't. I didn't say I was a good camper. Uh, I'm a good fisherman. <laughs> I feel like you coming unprepared is not unprecedented. I think you had to borrow my belt during your wedding. So uh, I think that's sleeping true, bags to camping, belts yeah. to weddings. You know. But if I remember right, I think your jacket and pants were two different colors. Was it you who had a blue jacket and black pants, or was it somebody else? No, I think it was somebody else. But I was the one who wore both suspenders and a belt. Yes. yes. <laughs> so I came prepared. Oh, man. <laughs> um, I, well, so a follow-up question. Yes. Um, how did you manage to keep in such good touch with Nick throughout the years? Uh, it hasn't been easy. Um, we talked about him in his episode how he's traveled literally all over the planet. And, uh, you know, I got married and had kids and... Um, I, kind of, I mean, I, I value my friends, but I kind of slash and burn my life when I got married and sort of started over. Um, you know, salted the fields like yeah, Romans. Um, but uh, I, uh, you know, it, it's a very conscious decision to do that. You know, you, you have to be aware of a lack of communication and just sort of remedy it as best you can. Mm-hmm. Um, how often do I just arbitrarily call you during a week um, and just say hi? You know, and those those sort of moments, I think, really make a friendship strong. Because even though it's, you know, not big moments, um, like the interview we're going to get to today, which I've already listened to, um, <laughs> not big moments like today where you kind of catch up with a friend who you haven't seen in a long time, but, you know, little tiny depressurization, touching bases really go a long way. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, like you said, we're going to get into an interview with a high school friend of mine. Um, Caitlin, we've known each other for a long, long time and, uh, yeah, it's, we're keeping in touch and we haven't had the same kind of, uh, dynamic of touching base like you and I have had or, um, or even you and Nick. Um, but similar, I'm sure to your friendship with Nick, our, our, uh, relationship has meant a lot to both of us. And so we've kind of, we have sustained it in the long term. So, um, anyway, and she had some really interesting things to say about, about uh, what their relationship meant to her as well and and how she views reconnecting and, and coming in and out of touch with people too is really, really cool to hear. Yeah, this is a great interview. Uh, I think it's one of our best yet. I really appreciate listening to it and I think she had a lot of really good things to say. Cool. All right, see you on the other side. Yes, sir. Before Caitlin and I sat down to talk, the two of us returned to our high school with my wife Casey to see their spring musical and visit our old stomping grounds. We decided to drive together so that we could chat in the car. Have you taken you have to Disney? turn like right. I know. I was trying she to. Says she's now she's driving like me. She gets a new car. She thinks she's. Okay, break, 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 break. You, we're gonna go in right here. Oh, I'm really nervous about this, by the way. <laughs> oh, really? Why? <laughs> because I was a not great friend at oh, the beginning. Oh, you don't beginning? remember? Then it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I was the best friend you ever had. Oh, man. No, I don't think that. I mean, I know what you're talking about, but we were, like, in middle school. I don't think that means you were a not-great friend. It means you were 12. I guess. Can you believe we were friends when you were 12? We were actually friends when I was 11, so we've been friends oh, longer true. in my life than we've been friends in your life. Oh, my gosh. I think it works out like that. Does it? <laughs> <laughs> but also, like... Have we been friends longer? Well, technically, than... time out. Maybe when I was 12, because remember that first year was kind of rocky for us. <laughs> so I don't know if we can act- accurately count seventh grade. But that's in- that's interesting, though. Have we been friends, like, longer than we've not been friends? <gasps> wow! That's crazy. 
Because we've, to, this year we're going to be 28. And we've been friends since we were 12. Wow. Think about that. How many That's... people can say that they... <laughs> I've been to visit the school since graduating a few times. One time Casey got me tickets when they performed Billy Elliot, one of my favorite shows. So it wasn't that surreal to me, even with Caitlin there. This is also because there's so much I don't remember about that time. Luckily, Caitlin has a way better memory than I do. And as we settle into our seats in the auditorium, we recognize faces here and there. A former teacher, a classmate. It's a relatively small community, so it's not long before the familiar crowd starts to jog my memory. Yeah, so it's like the whole, or at least a good portion, you know I assume, of the cast. Yeah, it's like a political comedy oh, so satire. Oh, I won't get it. Okay. Yeah. Right? Sounds yeah. for Yeah, that. satire, right. Confirmed with our cultural expert. Oh, here we go. Like, 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 they weren't acting. I was going to your own town, and I was like, I don't know what it's about. <laughs> I told my dad, he said, what's it called? I said, you're in town. He said, that's gross. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting a reunion, our 10-year reunion. I did see. I know, isn't that crazy? It's creepy. I think about that, though. I don't, like, know who it is that I'm, like, tapping my feet to reconnect with. No, everybody, I'm like, but I already see Caitlin. This is what I told Ella, is that everybody that I wanted to have contact with, I already do have contact with. I actually unfriended a lot of people just to clean up because I was like, they don't care about me. And they haven't tried to refriend me, so I'm going to say... But why did you never unfriend me? We probably went some stretches. Yes, but we always come back. It's like a boomerang. Boomerang of friendship. Oh, boomerang of friendship. <laughs> that can be the title of our episode. Yeah. Boomerang of friendship. Yeah. yeah. No. So, so I keep you around in that off chance that you'll be swinging back the other way. <laughs> Just, <laughs> like, I haven't heard from that guy, but he's a boomerang. Right. Plus you say crazy things and it's quite entertaining. Mm-hmm. That's what my workmates say now. My workmates, that's a weird term. Don't know why I said that. <laughs> no. Do you call them that to like their faces? Co-workers? Hello, workmate. And they're like, hey, workmate. Hi, Anthony. <laughs> As you can tell, Caitlin and I are very comfortable with each other. Whether it's the cause or result of our many years of friendship, we feel completely at ease being ourselves when we get together. Hi, Caitlin. Can you tell us a little about yourself? <clears throat> Yeah, take your time. Yeah, sorry. Um, that's weird. There's I've never nothing. actually had to like explain myself to anybody other than you're in a job like... interview where you're like selling it, and I don't think I have to sell it for this. No, you don't. Are you having like an existential crisis now? Yeah, who am I? Who is Caitlin Roper? Join us next time. <laughs> this takes a very dark turn. Um, I'm your friend. Yeah, I. When I was in middle school, and some would argue even now, my big personality could be an obstacle in getting to know people, but also in some ways a catalyst. Caitlin and I talked a lot about our first year knowing each other when, despite her best efforts, we became friends. Tell me from your perspective what it was like, if not being friends, being adjacent to me in middle school. I think um, you were very... A lot. Very a lot. Like, what we would you, say today is extra. Yes. Sure. In, in the I news, don't know. Like, the children. Um, you were just a big ball of energy and enthusiasm and emotion. Mm. And I was not about that at that time. 
No. I, I still, if you were like that today, I still don't know that I would be prepared to handle you after all these years at that level. Yeah, I think I've mellowed out in my You in think you did years. mellow out a lot. Caitlin and I both played violin and met each other in strings class, where our more open practice time allowed us to get to know one another. For a while, she was not my biggest fan, but I was persistent in my friendship. Eventually, she introduced me to the music of Queen, prompting me to run around the hall singing Bicycle, and attempted to help me improve my violin playing. Um, you had horrible, um, the way you had your left hand still, holding the neck of your instrument. still you gotta, do not you have gotta, a good like, form. You gotta pull that wrist out, buddy. Still do not have good form. Nope, you just nope. like I play still crunch it all today. up there. And... Nope, yep, I do do that. <laughs> That's correct. Yeah, and so we knew each other through strings, but... Um, and, oh. and because of that, because I don't know if you remember, the way our mm-hmm. seating was at lunchtime is you sat with your class. So it was either oh, the class you were coming out of or I it was the class you were yeah. going to. So that we also had lunch together because of that. Because I remember sitting with you mm-hmm. and looking back on the, the status of my unrequited friendship with you, I wonder why we had lunch, but I guess that's why. That's why, yeah. No, I didn't electively invite you to sit with me. <laughs> I figure I would have forced myself into your table. That would have been likely, but no, yeah. I had to sit with you regardless. The general consensus was, Anthony's weird, let's not talk to him. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, well, that's what we're doing then. So I, <laughs> I, I was like, all on board but for that. he's got like a really good sense of humor that I kind of really akin with. Yeah. I mean, you were crazy, but occasionally you were funny mm-hmm. on occasions. On occasions. But yeah. So I, I think it was like kind of a big deal, like that whole time period and like the developing of our friendship is uh-huh. like how, like a lot of things I figured out about life is that first of all, not caring what people thought, being friends with or liking things that other people didn't like kind of thing and just... Mm-hmm going with it um being nicer to people even if i wasn't trying to be mean originally but like being more cognizant i guess of what i'm doing and what i'm saying and how people could interpret it like that i mean it was seventh grade so i feel like a lot of kids are going through that kind of developmental thing but like it was specifically i think rooted in like developing our friendship like Mm -hmm. i don't know if you didn't force yourself to be my friend (laughs) if i would have developed these things eventually or whatever As we continued to reminisce, we began poring over high school yearbooks, and seeing pictures of our classmates and teachers helped me to repopulate these memories of our time in high school together. And reading the signatures, filled with inside jokes and recollections, reminded us how goofy we were back then, but how much our friendship meant to the both of us, even all those years ago. You know I remember the first day I realized I wanted to be your friend. We were on the bus to Huntingtown Elementary for orchestra, and even though I didn't want to sit with you, sorry, true though... (laughs) You sat with me anyway, and we were forced to speak. I remember we talked about how we both had fallen off our bikes when we were kids, and I remember thinking, what the hell did this kid do to me to make him treat him so terrible? I actually don't think he did anything. So that's when I think it changed. Aside from the times you ticked me off and I lost my cool, after that day, I really started to appreciate you and the effects you had in my life. And still... Every time we fight or argue, I feel terrible because it reminds me of us in 7th and how we were so close to not being where we are today. But then I remember all the good, crazy times we've had, including our mad dancing skills that I know everyone was jealous of. (laughs) Oh yeah. Um, Root beer? Devious? Still don't remember what root beer was. 
Um, root beer, <laughs> devious septum, chick chick, boom boom, boom boom, nerp nerp, <laughs> homecomings, prom, apple bottom <laughs> jeans, and way too many more. I love you, Anthony Vincent Esser. <laughs> love always. Caitlin Roper, a.k.a. Johnny Rocket. <laughs> as important as our friendship grew to be to both of us, Caitlin and I did come in and out of each other's lives. I went away to college and didn't keep in really great touch. We'd catch up occasionally, either by phone or when I came home to visit. But there were stretches of time where we didn't talk at all. People often say that when reconnecting with a good friend, they can pick up right where they left off falling back into their old dynamic. While this is definitely true of Caitlin and I, I have other friends where the thought of reaching out to them kind of stresses me out. How do I explain not reaching out sooner? Why didn't they contact me before? Do they even want to reconnect? Come back in touch with me. I don't that, because, I mean, you know, I might be upset at the beginning when we first start losing contact, because that's like, like, you're breaking up, essentially, mm. kind of thing. So I can understand that being her. But when somebody returns to you, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, like, they made an active choice to, like, come back. Like, yeah. they're, they want you to be around. They want to talk to you kind of thing. That should be, like, the best feeling in the world is remembering everything that you had before and saying, this person, like, remembers that and is that's important to them and they want you to be there again. Yeah. Kind of thing. I couldn't ever imagine anybody I know ever, aside from maybe a select couple boyfriends, reaching out to me and me being upset by that. What gets you past the the feeling of having been upset when the time goes by, or or things that may have happened? Like, like cause I believe you when you say that that there's like not pe- that that you would. Um, really reconnect with people almost unconditionally but like what do you think it is that gets you past those things just forgiving people knowing that that's life like it's not me personally it's not them personally everyone has this happen in their life kind of thing Mm -hmm. this is just human nature that these things happen sometimes between people um and I remember good things about them so that one friend we have I'm not gonna name drop that one friend we have that I've kind of fallen out of touch with got back in touch with fallen out of touch with like a couple times like i have such good memories with that person that i would love to be able to have that person in my life again so even if she came to me tomorrow and wanted to do something i would be like absolutely in a heartbeat because there was so much she was a part of in middle school and high school and stuff that that's like irreplaceable. Like I couldn't ever just sit there and be like, God, I wish I never met her because that's not true at all. Kind of thing. So open arms, I would absolutely try for the fourth, fifth time until eternity kind of thing. Like mm. she gets all the chances that she wants essentially. And, and that's interesting. Cause I have other friends who I, I do feel like that, like that I'm not in touch with and I don't know that we'll really be in touch again. And it does feel like a loss cause we went through so much together, but even those friendships, from like earlier on in life I feel like in a sense we went through together like you know most everything about those friendships that have come and gone in my life you Mm -hmm. know like you've outlived them like I (laughs) was like departed from you I'm going to go hang out with this person and return to you we're no longer hanging out (laughs) may I come back to you now (laughs) yeah right so um so I think that there's like a comfort there too and and Mm -hmm. security in our friendship um 
how is it to know me now? I mean, even beyond the like superficial changes, like, how, yeah, what's that like? So it's weird, you know. I I wasn't thinking about it until we started talking, but I was like, you know, if I had met you at this point, would we be friends? Like, if I didn't have anything to base it off of, and we just met, mm-hmm. would we be friends? Kind of thing. And I don't know that we would. <laughs> Why is that? Because I think that there are so many differences in things. Like, we're so different on so many things. I think if we didn't have anything to root ourselves in, that would overpower other things. Mm. Like, I think that that would be our... The things we're, we don't agree on, necessarily, I think those would overshadow the nonsense that we yeah. develop friendship on, like falling off our bikes yeah. and queen. Like, I think now it's because we, when we made, when we became friends, there was so much that was in common that then as, as we started developing changing new things, like we kept those things. I think if we had met as adults, yeah, that those priorities to us as adults would yeah. be what we, present to each other versus like oh by the way i also like root beer and queen and like right. as adults we don't make friendships based off of that stuff we only do that as kids right kind of thing so i yeah. i don't know you are one of my friends who's like while we have a shared history is also different for me in a lot of ways like i have some other friends that we have a shared history because in ways that like we're similar like we mm-hmm. have other like I, we have worldviews that are similar and we have a little bit different worldviews and i think that that's like what's beautiful is because we have that thing that keeps us rooted together that lets us be exposed to people who are different yes you know yes like Mm -hmm. and and it helps us to like be more empathetic and like be more open yes and i and i try to explain this to people all the time and people look at me like i'm crazy sometimes but it's like you know as you get older and you develop your opinions on stuff um you know we don't always agree. I I don't always agree with Aaron, the bestest friend in the whole entire world. Um, but I love her and I love you so much. And I know the type of people you are and who you are that even if you don't agree with me in the same way, you're doing it out of the best interest. What mm-hmm. you think is right and what you think would help people, how you don't want to hurt people. So I always look at no matter what you're telling me, it's coming from a good place. Yeah. So I can take it kind yeah. of thing. Like, and I don't sit and get angry at like different opinions or things like that. And I'm like, that's what they think is best. Like they truly think that's the best route for things. Yeah. And I think that sometimes when you're coming at people with no background into them and you don't know if they're really good people or what their motives are and things like that, you can't make those, you can't break it apart and just say like, I'm trying to, hear what they're trying to tell me I'm putting too much into it because I don't know them kind of thing whereas I'm coming from knowing you and knowing what you really want Mm -hmm. to happen and things like that yeah right you're giving we're giving each other the benefit of the doubt because there's a level of of trust there and we're able to kind of like know yeah like what the real intention is or to know that at least it's the best intention well what is it like seeing your (laughs) obnoxious high school slash maybe middle school (laughs) friend um be a husband and father i was having a moment when i was doing the dishes in your kitchen and i'm like i'm standing in 
my childhood friend's kitchen while him and his wife are reading bedtime, because I could hear you guys, reading bedtime stories to their daughter, and I was like, when, when did this happen? Like, I mean, I know I was flat, flabbergasted when I came in the house, and she's like, walking, and mm-hmm. she's got like six teeth, and it feels like she was just born like yesterday. So like, just that time period alone is like flabbergasting, but like every time you go to do something with Casey somewhere, and I'm like, he's like somebody's husband. Like, Casey relies on him, which I don't understand why, because I wouldn't trust Anthony with $5. <laughs> but she somehow trusts him with, like, everything she has. She, and, like, her child and everything. It's flabbergasting to me sometimes. And then it's like, we sit and we, like, reminisce and talk about things. And I'm sitting there being like, when did you change into this adult? When did you person kind of thing but I, it hit me really really hard at your wedding when I was sitting before the ceremony started and stuff you came in and you went down to the end of the um the pews all, all the way at the, at the right hand side of the church and you sat down and you were like praying and I was sitting there next to Wiley and I was like I've known him since I was 12 years old like and now he's like marrying someone like like he's an adult an adult like beyond like he's gonna have kids and like a family and stuff like that and then you just like looked at me and you were like (laughs) you like motioned to me you're like I'm crying and I'm like I'm crying and you're like me too Mm -hmm. but it was just like that was like a really heavy moment I mean it's kind of like that for all my friends that get married but like I drove to Illinois to watch you get married it wasn't like it was like a local thing are you getting emotional on me (laughs) no no, I'm not I'm a little bit um no, I, I remember that moment. And it's funny because um, I felt the same way. Like, you know, I mean, I looked at you and remembered, like, yeah, like, we grew up together. And here we are. And I kind of looked at you like, oh, my gosh, can you believe this? <laughs> like, kids. Yeah. And I think that's another thing that's really beautiful is, like, childhood friends i mean we weren't like little bitty things but like we went through formative years together and like it's been a long time like mm-hmm. we look back on our life and we can say like yeah like we wrote the in the yearbook like if we make it to 20 years of friendship and now it's kind of like we're gonna have to re-up our yeah we will mm-hmm. um but i think that's the beautiful thing about those childhood friendships or formative friendships is it's like if you can sustain them in your adulthood, it gives you that sense of time and groundedness and like the trajectory of your life, and to know that um, to remember who you were and where you came from, you know, and it gives you a sense of like where you've come and how you've grown when you might not have remembered that, and then t- and then with that to realize that like that person that's causing you that reflection has like stuck around like it just feels really good you know? <laughs> i'm not crying i'm rubbing my eyes i'm just... not crying you're crying <laughs> <laughs> no but it it does because i remember that moment too mm-hmm. and that was i had the same thought it was like a big a big thing where i was sitting there and i'm like i cannot believe that we're sitting here doing this right now and he's about to marry someone yeah and you know, especially since just saying 
we had a deal going <laughs> that if we were 29 and unmarried that we were getting married. Yeah. So you were cutting into our timeline <laughs> and I was still like riding, riding out waiting. And so then I was like, oh, guess I'm going to have to marry this guy. I know. And now you're engaged. <laughs> yeah. And I think, okay, so that's another question I have. Um, what do you think the future looks like? Because I think, so, th- okay, well, there's two, there's, <laughs> let me just say <laughs> that I think I'm excited for the future of our friendship for different reasons, because, um, and I, and the reason I interrupt to say my piece first is because, uh, you know, you mentioned like, man, when did this happen? Like, when did he become this adult? And like, we've caught up like a bunch of different times. And like, I remember like telling you quickly, like, oh my gosh, you will never believe what happened and what I did. And, oh my gosh, these things that like went down and you're like, oh my gosh, yes, that was not a great decision. Like, <laughs> what happened here? Or like, what did you do? And like, um, but I feel like going back and filling in the gaps is like a nice thing to do like with you and, and to mm-hmm. like, you know, I think we all need time to reflect on our life and to consider those questions of where we came from and like how we did get to where we are and um i'm very much an external processor and having like a trusted (laughs) friend who's like genuinely interested is like wonderful i mean i think for anybody that's beautiful to have somebody who's like no i genuinely want to know like what the hell happened to you like Mm -hmm. how did you come to where you're at Mm -hmm. now and and having someone to reflect on that with um you know that's not just like you know aunt sally at like a family function where you're like oh like yeah, I went to college and then I did this and now I'm here and family by choice. Right. But like mm-hmm. to have someone who genuinely just is sitting on the edge of their seat, listening to, yeah. your, like, <laughs> life, listening like, to your train wreck of a exactly. life, like, please yeah, tell me more. It feels really great. And it's like, <laughs> I mean, it feels great because someone's like interested in your life, but it's mm-hmm. also like allows you to, to genuinely be reflective and to appreciate. Well, one of the things I like when I reminisce with people is all this stuff I forget, which is probably entertaining for you because you've forgotten so much so much right (laughs) so i think too is as you go along you start remembering your life differently Mm -hmm. through like your current lens kind of thing and those other people remind you no this is how you really were like that and that's like why i keep so much stuff so i can see like what i wrote about like things i said kind of thing but it's nice to get that feedback from somebody so i think it's like kind of funny too is that i'm especially when i bring wiley around you is that your or fiance. aaron yes oh, so when i bring my fiance around um is that he's sitting there and this is supposed to be the person that knows everything about me right like i mean we're getting married like that's my person kind of thing um but he knows everything about me through my point of view or what he's witnessed in six years kind of thing Whereas when I bring him around you, he gets to experience whatever the little bit you can remember of the way Caitlin was from an outside perspective. Like he gets a whole different view on it kind of thing. And I, I think that's great. And that, and I love sitting and when we're talking about our history and Casey's sitting there and she's listening and she wants to hear everything that's going on. Yeah. And she's like baffled every time I have to tell an embarrassing story about you. I just think that's the best too. It's like being able to not even just share that between like us, but being able to bring them in and like yeah. fill in the blanks for them. Yeah. 
because like, they oh, only no. got like, they've been yeah. they've been pulling a wool over your eyes. Some yeah, like I don't know what he told you he did, but this is really what happened yeah. kind of situation. I think that's fun. Yeah. So I think for the future, yeah, once our kids are old enough, being able to sit down with your kid and t- like lay it out for her, like let me tell you about your dad. <laughs> and, like if you think he's embarrassing now. Let me tell you the nonsense he did when he showed up in like full suits to school for SGA and <laughs> things remember. like that. I remember that. Or when he was in the Charlie Brown Christmas play and he ran around dancing like his character all the time. Don't remember that, but that doesn't <laughs> surprise me. So there you go. I can yeah. recount all of that for her. Yeah. So I think that'll be fun. Yeah. I'm excited about that, too. I mean, I think that's, like... And that's, to be honest, like, as an adult who just had a kid, um, you know, I see you as, like, an auntie to her. And um, I look for... I'm really excited for your life um, with Wiley. And um, it makes me so happy. I mean, it's an interesting transition into a friendship with... Especially friendships where you really care for the person and, and want their best. Um, seeing that like their significant other like become really significant and not just like mm-hmm. oh there's a like, guy that I'm dating and you're like well I don't know about them or like <laughs> or, like oh I like this one or whatever you're like you have to let go of even that opinion giving it's not about that anymore and and I think it's such a privilege not only to like let go of that and be okay with like oh they found someone they like but to really be secure in the in knowing, wow, they found somebody that they're really happy with and who's going to take care of them. You know, he actually, um, a few days ago or something, Facebook messaged me. Really? Yeah, and said, um, this really nice, like, little paragraph and just said, thank you so much for being a really good friend to Caitlin and, um, (laughs) you know, not being there it's just like important for me to know that she's taken care of and she's happy and having fun and um and you're a really good friend and i appreciate it and that was really cool and i messaged him back something similar just saying how much i appreciated that and was happy that that you i knew that he made you happy and that i trusted him to take care of you and um so that's really beautiful for me, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm excited, like I said, for to see you flourish in, in that relationship and to start your family and, and um, you know, like, I, I hope we're still, like, a part of each other's lives and, like, you have kids and you, Wiley, and your kids and me and Casey and our, my kids go and walk the boardwalk down the street mm-hmm. from our house and and uh, continue to, like, giggle under our breasts and Casey has no <laughs> idea what the hell we're talking about and, and, uh you know laugh and, and keep you up too late feeding you food and pasta <laughs> at eight o'clock night. at night um but but i'm i rest in the certainty of knowing that you'll be taking care of and that yeah. you're happy you know so um but i'm i'm sure that we have at least a couple <laughs> more giggles <laughs> more good laughs left in us oh, um yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think we need to do this again sometime. Record another one? <laughs> or at least hang like, out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> cover the things we didn't cover this time. Oh my gosh, I feel like so much. 
I liked when she said at the end, she was talking about how, you know, friends sort of uh, put themselves out of business. Um, so I, I'm, I'm working as a teacher right now, right? Yeah. And I always said I'm, I'm a special ed teacher and I work with students who have a hard time with behavioral issues. Mm-hmm. And I always tell people the best part of my job is when I get to kick people out of my room and kick them out of my program. I don't want to work with you anymore. And it sounds like a cold thing to say, but it's good. It's really a beautiful moment because that means that they don't need me anymore. That means that I've done my due diligence and it means that they can survive and be productive without me, right? And isn't that a great thing? And, you know, I think yeah. friendships sometimes are like that as well. You know, we put the effort in, you put in the time and the money and, and the blood, sweat, and tears not to feel good, but to help this person so that they can become better people. You know, you know, you don't, you don't do this as a way to take people on like like a project or something like that. But when you are able to pass the torch onto somebody else and feel confident, not so much in that person, um, you're confident in the friend that you are letting go that they're good enough to choose a quality person. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. I mean, I know, for example, you know, I obviously value our friendship, but I also know that you don't necessarily need me. You know, I mean, there's ways in which we support each other, which we talked about before. But, you know, you have uh, your wife, Carrie, in your life. And I know that, you know, when it comes to being loved and supported, that that she's there for you. And um, and like I said, with Caitlin, like that makes me feel really good. I'm happy because um as your friend and as someone who cares and loves for you, that's the most important thing to me that you are loved and cared for, you know, whether that's me or, or somebody else filling that role. So, um, you know, we have fun, we support each other, we play all kinds of different roles, but, um, but yeah, that is a, a pretty neat thing when like you can get to that level in friendship that you just care for that person and that that's like enough, you know, even if they're just a friend for a season, maybe even in your life. I think about um, the week leading up to your wedding. Um, do, do you remember that very well? Yeah. Yeah. You, how many times did you call me in the week before your wedding? Do you remember? <laughs> a lot of times. It was, or no, no the, the week before your wedding and the week before you proposed too, right? Um, yeah. Both, both, the, both of those occasions for sure. Right. And then the day after or the day of, right? When did you, mm-hmm. did you, do you remember the sharp decrease in calls? Oh, definitely. I 100% remember that. And I was like, man, I was talking to Tony like three times a day. Um, and now he doesn't call me. It goes by a week, week and a half without talking to me. And, you know, there's a hurt there. You're like, I missed my friend. But you also think, you know, well, now he's doing his own thing. And he's creating his own life. And he's kind of launching, <laughs> for, for, for lack of a better term, you know, because, you know, I loved that you didn't call me. Because that meant that you were figuring it out with your wife. Instead of asking me for advice or trying to process with me, it means that you were having the discussions and the arguments and the tears with her instead of with me. And that yeah. is more important to me than touching base with my friend. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. As I've talked to Caitlin, um, one of the things I noticed too is that uh, in remembering things that we've done together or memories that we shared in the past, I was able to kind of like 
measure my growth as a person in ways that I don't normally when I'm kind of stuck in the present moment. Um, and, uh, and, and that's a really great feeling. And she's able as somebody who has kind of come in and out of my life at different moments to remind me of that too, to, I mean, you heard it in her voice, the kind of, um, pride that she had in, in the family that I've built and, and where I've come in a person and, uh, as a person. And that, that feels really good. Um, you know, I think a lot of times we just get stuck in our, in ourselves and we're really hard on ourselves because we consider like the struggles of right now and, um, and the difficulties that we're currently trying to overcome. And, uh, sometimes it's good to, to look back and take that long view and see where we've come from so far. And, uh, and I think, I think you're hitting let that confidence motivate us. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're hitting something really interesting here because, you know, people like you or like Nick, who I talked about earlier in the episode, um, y'all knew me and I knew you uh, when we were very different people, right? And, um, you know, there is a certain amount of uh, humility that comes along with, um, you know, knowing that those people have that kind of knowledge of you. But also there's a beautiful appreciation of having somebody stick with you through all that, you know? So... Um, you know, it's like a combination of shame and gratitude, uh, that I find yeah. myself in where I'm like, I, I, I feel so badly about who I was and the things that I did and how I hurt people. And, um, but I also feel grateful that people stuck with me throughout all of that and saw me through to the other side. Yeah. I, and I feel that way too. Like I feel humbled, um, you know, being friends with you and have you like appreciate, um, the person I become, but knowing too that that like appreciation comes from uh, knowing the person I used to be, right? With all my faults and and you failings, a lot of them. not yes. that I've overcome all of them. What's that? You have a lot of them, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, Don't worry. I so, uh, so it is. It is humbling, but uh, it's a lot of fun, and it's a lot of fun too. You know, it's not so heavy. Like to look back on those moments where we did like a lot of stupid stuff, uh, sometimes together (laughs) back in the day. Um, you know, it allows us not only to have that perspective and all that, but, but also to just kind of like laugh at ourselves and not, not take ourselves too seriously and try to think about how 20 years from now, we're going to look back and laugh at stuff that we're, we're doing right now. Um, so I find those kind of friendships to be a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I can't wait to see where our, where our friendship is at when we're in season 14. And uh, I've, <laughs> I've, uh, and uh, looking back on these episodes and kind of laughing at them as well. Yeah, me too. All right, this has been awesome. <laughs> All right. Better With You is hosted by Anthony Esser and Miles Woodfield with help from Pat Hicks and our creative producer, Sarah Bisha. Music on the episode was played by me, Miles Woodfield, on my beloved mandolin. A special thanks to Andy Bisha and New Radio Media, whose other shows you should definitely listen to. Today's episode was edited and produced by Anthony Esser. And if you like this show, remember to give us a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Follow us on social media at Better With You Podcast for extras and previews of upcoming content. Thank you for listening. Making this podcast is a lot of fun, and it's always better with you. High school has been so much fun. <laughs> we have no doubt made countless amazing memories together 
everyone so much fun. Oh, everyone. Like yeah, every, everyone so much fun. <laughs> every one of them. Everyone so much fun. I know that out of high school, we will only make more memories just as fun. I was really True. into things being fun. <laughs> All our own. No parents. Can't wait. I feel like you've forgotten to write a lot of words. <laughs> like You're just skipping words. That's the only reason it's so short. I took out half the words. <laughs> like there was a word limit. Um, can't wait. This isn't just an end, but a beginning. A whole new chapter in our friendship. Love your friend always, Tony Pooch. I feel like I got really eloquent in like the last <laughs> sentence. 